Good evening and welcome to the Pompey Politics Podcast. I'm Ian Tiny Morris. And I'm Simon Sandsbury. Well, it is the Sunday after the Thursday before the May the 5th elections happened. The results are in, the counting has all been done, and uh, we're here to pick through who were the winners and losers on Thursday night. And what a lineup we've got, Simon. We have indeed. Uh, we have got a thoroughly packed show. Um, so we have um, a couple of freshly elected uh, councillors. Um, so we've um, so we've got uh, Russell Simpson uh, from the Portsmouth Independence Party, um, who was elected in Hilsey. Um, we've got um, Yinka and Denaran for um, for Labour, who was elected in Charles Dickens. Uh, we've got uh, Ben Swan, who was re-elected in Copnoff for the Conservatives. And we have um, Steve, Councillor Steve Pitt, uh, who rejoins the council, um, who was elected in, um, I'm just trying to remember now, in, um, in Milton. Milton. Yes, in Milton. It's got to be Milton. Um, so, yes, it was a, it was a night of, of, of shock, a night of awe, um, a night of upset, and a night of excitement. Yeah, I, I have to say that um, you know it was. Uh, there were definitely some some results in there which had had many eyebrows raised, and um, you know it's it is lovely that we've got so many uh, folk who've been prepared to come on and chat with us about um, about the night and everything that went on thereafter. So um, so yeah, should we pull in our first couple of guests? Um, yes, indeed. So, uh, yes. So, joining us, as I say, we've got um, Russell Simpson uh, for um, for Hilsey, and um, we have, um, and he's also joined by uh, George Madrick, um, so of the Portsmouth Independence Party. Um, so, we've got um, both of them joining us uh, this evening. Um, so, good evening and welcome. Good evening. How's it going? Hello. Well, I think that's a that's a question we should probably ask the pair of you. It's that uh, um, you must be delighted. Yeah, over the moon, absolutely over the moon, as you can imagine. How are you, Ian? Um, I've had better weeks in my life, if I'm honest, George, <laughs> politically. But um, you know me and, and Simon on the Poppy Politics podcast, irrespective of um, how things might have gone for our own camp, we're uh, we're always uh, we're the doors are always open, and we uh, we we. We welcome win or lose. Good, good, good. Well, thank you yeah, so much. Um, it, oh, sorry. Yeah, it's, no, it's no, slightly no. surreal. Obviously, you um, you step out the door in a slightly different way now, <laughs> especially when you live in the area that you've um, run for. So, yeah. It's quite the thing. So, um, yes. Yeah, so, fair to say Hilsey was a bit of a, um, um, well, seemed to be a bit of a, a bit of a shock win, um, I- including for us. Um We'll touch on our predictions later on in the show, but um, it's fair to say that both Ian and I didn't see this coming. Um, no. and in fact, actually joked about how there was absolutely no way there was going to be any other result. Um, so, um, that yeah. Didn't age well. Didn't age yeah, well. That, not, not, <laughs> not, not especially. So, um, it, so wasn't, it wasn't our best so, prediction. So, yeah, congratulations, yeah. Uh, Councillor Simpson, on your, on your win. So, yeah, after last year's big shock in Paulsgrove um we were discussing as to whether or not kind of lightning could strike in the in the in this well not in the same place twice but it certainly struck in a in a different place um to to create kind of that seismic uh that seismic shock um so um yeah we certainly yeah, so, did see this one coming yeah so Russell 22 yes. votes hmm. talk us through in the in the lead up to the count and and the uh count itself how did that feel um, I mean, to be honest, I was actually quite tired. Um, I'd been standing at the pole station for effectively 11 hours straight, like literally 11 hours straight. I had like two little walkaway toilet breaks for about 10 minutes. And, and I knew that every vote counted as it should. Um, but when they did the, because I left so late from the polling station, because I left there at quarter past nine, um, I got to the uh, postal vote late. So they had already they had obviously um not the postal vote counting it but sorting it out so they get a general yeah. gift of what it was and and one of the councillors was basically announced that they had 50 percent majority so but i was i was i was essentially second so 
I knew that obviously that was never a great start. Um, but then as each part of the, you know, the ward started coming in, I get really, really good numbers. And then there was a couple I didn't. And then one of the uh, councillors for the Conservatives said, oh, we, we feel we've got about 100 lead. I was like, okay, you know, second for an independent is pretty amazing. First time I've ever run. Um, and um, until they did the count. <laughs> and then suddenly there was this, um, I almost felt like I kicked a hornet's nest um, because I suddenly had all these um, Conservatives would come all around me. And um, the table went from being empty to having yes. about 30 people surrounding yeah. it from all different parties, didn't it? And, and I was a little bit in shock. Um, mainly because, I mean, I mean, and I don't mean this, you know, I was quite confident I would, I would get a lot of votes because I worked really hard and, and it's simple as that. Um, but obviously, I didn't think I'd have enough to get across the line, but it ended up that I did. And there they did multiple recounts. Um, yeah, I think it was, th it felt like four actually, but I think it, it was, was two. Three, three unofficial recounts and one official yeah. recount, four recounts. So, so yeah, it was very surreal, but I, I was very tired. So <laughs> I was almost um, running yeah, on trying to, keep, trying to keep myself together a little bit. Um, but yeah. Okay. Well, uh, crikey, I did. I'm, I'd, I'd heard that there was a re I didn't realise there were that many because both uh, Hilsey and Milton were the two last wards to declare, and they both went to they both went to recounts. Obviously, with how tight Hilsey was, you can you know you can kind of see that. Yeah, I think to be fair though, Simon, and I will I will address this because I'm I'm totally on the conservative side on this point, um, and I understand why they did it again because. A couple of the counters, which was really unfair, um, were actually laughing at the Conservatives. Oh, hello. What's Ooh. that? Oh, no. Sorry. There you go. Um, no. Yeah, some of the um, counters were actually laughing at the Tory party councillors, the fact that they looked like they were going to lose. Um, and there were some really negative words said towards the Tory party. So what happened was, is when we got to the adjudication part, um, Donna Jones stepped in because um, she was there. The Police and Crime Commissioner stepped in and said that they wanted a a brand new count with brand new people because they felt that the people were biased. Because um, I think we were 23 ahead, Russ, originally, weren't we? Was it 23? Yeah, I think it was yeah 23, and then they found two, and, and then I had one, two. Yeah. I, then I had two. Then I found one of mine, and then they found two sport votes. That, yeah, that so and, that's what, and then that, they found another two, and and that was bad because the counters clearly had a bias. So Donna Jones managed to get rid of all them, get a brand new set of counters in. They literally started it from scratch again. So it was a long process, but I think we got the answer very early. Indeed. Okay. So yeah, quite the uh, quite the drama. Quite the drama on the not on the dance floor, but on the counting floor then. So, so why do you um, why do you feel the campaign was so successful then? What do you think it was that kind of obviously I mean, me cut through? Me, me and Russell discussed it really early um, because I I had a certain way of doing. Well, I was basically repeating the Paul's Grove method. That was my ideology behind it because um, I don't know what part of the Paul's Grove method worked, but we knew something of the method worked because obviously it was it worked it um last year so that was the idea and, and russell and me sat down very early on and russell wanted to run the campaign in a completely different way um and i told him he was absolutely crazy um uh, obviously i was wrong as well but um and we i think it's fair to say we negotiated on certain points um and we had a bit of to and fro um but he said to me look hillsy is different than paul's grove i know my area i've lived here all my life just let me run it the way i want to run it um, and and that was that was how we did it. I I supported him and gave him the resources, the the finance and the and the and the, and the materials to be able to do that. And we worked together, and I let him run with it. And and he kind of led the way on that. But the one thing that we agreed on early on was that we fact that we weren't going to publicise what we were doing in Hillsy because obviously, as you know, I'm quite active on Facebook, and I always post if we're in Hill in in Copner or Charles Dickens or if we're in Pools Grove. It's always well publicised, and you'll never see a post on my on my Facebook anywhere about us being in Hillsy. Um, and that was done on purpose because we didn't want anybody to know that we were campaigning in Hillsy. But in reality, Russell was sitting there knocking pretty much almost every door in almost every area, one by one by one by one. Um, and no one had a clue he was doing it. And I think, you know, that was the success of it is that, is that we tried a completely different plan. It was Russell's idea to run with that plan. Um, I fully backed him and, and it worked clearly. It clearly worked. Have you got anything more to add to that, Russell? Um, yeah, I mean, it's the end of said everything really. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, 
I, as George said, I, I lived there my whole life. I've been to the schools here. Um, I've, and obviously I've got a lot of friends that have families that, that still are here. So it was, it, yeah, I, I kind of felt how George wanted to do it. I just said, you know, this will completely run with, with my area because it, it, there's a real mixture um, in the Hillsy Ward of different um, different type of people. Um, and yeah, I just kind of felt that the, the best way to approach it was to be a little bit more personal and yeah and, and knock doors and talk to people and well and I, I, yeah. so go on george i was going to say the first time i realized when i was actually out with russell because me and russell had never campaigned together before and he asked me to come and join him for a day of canvassing this is quite early on i think even before nominations if i'm right and we were going out down um was it hillsy crescent i think mm. um and every single time we were going to a door, they were like, oh, Russell, you used to be my dinner. Uh, you used to be, yeah, you used to be my dinner lady. You would say to somebody, she was like, oh, that's right. I remember you. And people literally knew him. So, and I was like, oh, wow. Okay. This guy. And, and we were going down one road and I would say he got stopped five or six or seven times by people that knew him from a childhood or knew his parents or knew his, everybody knew him. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, and, and I think that was a real difference as he says, he knows everybody in the area. And I think that was a real, real important part of it to be honest with you a really important part of it marvel so so russell how does it feel to be elected what what comes i think really i answered it at the beginning didn't i it's, it's very surreal as i say you kind of leave the house a little bit differently um a lot more social responsibility um but but you know i'm up for it you know i'm very i'm a very kind of hands-on guy and, and i go out and i just i get busy and and like as I said, as soon as I, the next day, I literally went out to certain people that put posters up for me and thanked them personally. Um, I've, I've nearly enough done every door. I've got to do a few more yet. Um, even when I go out today, bump into people, have a chat with them. You, I'm not shy. I'd probably talk their ear off, to be honest. They probably want me to go away. But um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm a very taught, very approachable person. Well, I like to think I am. But yeah, maybe maybe too approachable. I don't know. But. But yeah, it is very surreal. That's the best way of putting it. It's one of those things you keep finding yourself smiling. Yes. <laughs> well, you, you're carrying you're carrying a very um, evident smile on your on your face. I can and we can. <laughs> you, you can um, I'm, a, I'm actually quite a happy person in general, to be honest. It's, yes. I'm not, it's not a smug thing. It's yeah. I just generally. Um, we're not saying it's a contrast between george's face we're just saying you know that's (laughs) you know that honestly if you see i mean i've known russell for seven years eight years now and like literally when we're together he's always the happy one and i'm always the one with a with a negative looking face so it works it works okay that's good so um so now you've got three councillors on the portsmouth independence party george and 13 percent of the citywide vote which is um amazing considering that you stood in what eight wards so yeah, what's, yeah. what's what's next in the future for the for for the pip um we're taking it one step at a time um you know i i really really did think that we were going to win copner this year um and it's something i was quite disappointed about i think we deserve to win copner um and there was a certain number of elements in play that, that stopped us getting that, I think. And I think the Conservatives were incredibly lucky to keep hold of that. Um, I think I was even talking to, I won't name his name, one of the one of the Conservative councillors, and they they were saying that they had it down as a loss as well. So I was quite disappointed about that. So needless to say, we'll keep tackling in the wards that we feel we feel are um, are positive for us. Um, as you said, we received thirteen percent and in eight wards so you know that's an incredibly good result next year we do intend to field as i've always said from the start we do intend to field candidates in all wards um i'm very conscious that we have to try and win a seat in the south we've got to take a seat off liberal labor we have to um to be to, to become obviously relevant um within the within the makeup of the council so we will be going for a south seat next year incredibly hard um which one that is at the moment i don't know um but this year for us was to set the foundations and that's what i always said we were going to pick the the wards that i felt that we had the best chance in the wards that we felt that we had the best candidates in um and, and we'll go from there but the beauty of it is is that um you know we welcome everybody well, do you know what we welcome everybody into the group and this is this is what a good thing is you know one of our biggest donators actually one of the people that donated the most money to 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 the candidates was actually a a green party perspective parliamentary candidate which was incredible we had um a donation from a labor member um one of the one of the proposers and seconders of one of our candidates were actually signed up active tory members um you know so so we can appeal to the whole a whole remit and we can welcome 
anybody um, from any political spectrum into our group. We're not interested in national politics. We have no interest in it at all whatsoever. We're just fo uh, focused on local issues. Um, and that's what we're going to do. So I think we need some time to reflect. Um, as you say, we received 13% of the vote, which is incredible. Um, but now we need some time to reflect on the results, look at the results and really decide as a group, um, as a team, what we're now planning to do. Um, and as I say, and we've got two new councillors now with, with um, Councillor Simpson there, and obviously my father, Brian Madrick, who, by the way, had the largest vote share in the entire council this year, which I can't believe he beat Drayton and Farlington's percentage. I was jumping up and down when I found out that. Um, so we just need to reflect and see what see what we can go from there. But we'll be back next year, and as I say, we will be we will be coming for the south as well. So we'll see what we'll see what's going to happen. Okay, well, watch very much. Watch this space. Well, congratulations uh, yep. to you, Russell, and um, well done. And um, I'm sure we'll we'll have you back on again um, some point shortly. Thanks very much, to you both. Thanks, thanks for thanks for giving us your time. Thank congratulations you. again. Thank you. Well, well Thank done, you. and congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so um, so who we've got on next? Um, so we've got um, Yinka and Amanda. Um, so Yinka, the, the freshly minted um, councillor for Charles Dickens. Um, so I'm just going to get them um, into the onto the stream. And yay, we've got Amanda there, and we've got Yinka. Good evening, ladies, and welcome. Good evening. Thank, thank you for joining us. We're getting a little bit of um, feedback on someone's uh, someone's line there. I don't know whose that is. Um, if there's anything that you can do about that, if you don't mind, try um, muting your mic while, um, except while you're answering, if that's all right. That's brilliant. Thank you so much. So, Okay, so um, so Charles Dickens, um, yeah, so um, yeah, so congratulating uh, Yinka on a, a win. So Labour have been increasing the number of um, votes and their majority in this ward in each year over the last uh, three elections, and they did again this year. Um, and this year they secured forty nine percent of the vote with um, twelve hundred and sixteen votes and a majority of seven hundred and sixty five. So a very much a resounding. Uh, a resounding victory there. Yes, yeah, and and to be fair, a, a good night for Labour overall as they uh, um, came out top of the of the, the the sort of total vote for the city. So uh, had been in third, um, but uh, yeah, they had the most votes cast for them across the city. So uh, we shall welcome Yinka and uh, congratulate you on a on a fantastic win. Um, what? And we'll ask you, why do you feel your campaign was so successful? Um, oh, well, because I'm confident, one. And secondly, or let me just say this, of since 2017, we've been building a strong team in Charles Dickens' world. So we have healthy links with the residents and community groups. In previous years, Botka and Kosti, you know, have developed and strengthened those relationships and have supported them to do so. We really do work all year round and not just election period. No, 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 no. It's, it's, it's ongoing every time, 24-7, seven days a week. That's what we have been doing with the residents, you know, supporting them all year round. So we really do work all year round and not just at election time, as I said. And then being a local candidate, you know, who lives in the world, have been able to reach out to existing communities and new, including various faith groups and Commonwealth citizens. We have some people, like for my country, for example, Nigeria, they don't even know they can vote. So, and they are from Commonwealth countries. So they're one of the Commonwealth countries. So I reach out to those people and then African population as a whole. So it was an absolute, absolute player 
to be able to reach out to, to the African population in the world. And I was confident to reach out to them because of my relationship, you know, with them. Even my neighbors. And up to now, they still, they, they still have my sticker. They have not even removed my, my sticker, my uh, poster from their window. So that shows the relationship I've developed in the past with them. So I have good rapport with them, all my, you know, people from African, um, my neighbors, uh, my church people. So uh, that, that, that's me. So because you cannot just go to people and then because of election and then you want to go and approach them to come out and vote for you, you must have done something. You must have developed, you know, a rapport with them, good relationship with them before you can go out and go and approach them to come and vote for you. So anyway, however, there's still much work to do to ensure we engage with all voters and non-voters and irrespective of you know, your color, your race, and everything. So we still, we're still working on that to reach out to all the people, all the residents in the community. So we still want to continue with the good work that we have been doing, and we still want to continue doing that. Excellent. Oh, that's, that's marvelous. I, I saw a, a lovely video that had, a, a, you know, the, a lot of people endorsing your work before the... Uh, um, before the elections, it was very clear that that you know within that local community uh, there was a lot of respect for you. Yeah, can I can I just jump in there as the chair of of Ports of Labour Party? I think exactly what Yinka was saying around her own success. It was fantastic, but actually, qu quite a lot of our candidates and and councillors that that are running and are elected do work all year round and yeah. really really hard in their communities. I mean, we had a win in Cosham, which is our first win in the north of the city for six years. And and Shah is exactly the same as Yinka, working all year round in the community, supporting um, people. Um, we are so proud of of all of our members. And Yinka is the first black woman to be elected to Ports of City Council. So absolutely brilliant. We are really proud. And you started off by saying we got 31% um, across the city, which made us, you know, the most popular party uh, for people voting with regards to, you know, putting their crosses in and, and going to vote on the day. And we're really, really proud of that, actually. And and um, you've said gone from third to first. And part of that is not just our councillors and candidates working in the communities, but the fact that as a party, as a local party, our CLP works brilliantly well as a team and also with our MP, Stephen Morgan. So, um, Amanda, what, what would you say was the hardest part of this year's elections? Obviously, every, every, every campaign's a bit different, but what would you say was the hardest, toughest part of this one? It's kind of hard to say um, what was the hardest part because we had a really successful year. We were pleased with the conversations that we were getting um with respect to our party on the doorstep. That wasn't always the case if we go back, um, you know, 2018, 2019, as we went through, we were really pleased with the positive conversations on the doorstep. But I think for us, probably there were two areas. The Labour Party is very much reliant on its volunteers. We are, you know, quite, you know, quite a big party, but it, we're relying on people. So COVID, even though people think it's disappeared, is still absolutely rife in, in many of our volunteers. So actually getting people out, the weather, those kind of things in the beginning. So those sort of two areas. And I guess a third one really is, is the conversations you have on, on the doorstep, actually, and only having a smaller number of councillors, how we're able to make that change with the amount of people in our city that are truly living in such dire straits and hardship um, and, and listening to their stories and trying in our ways to help them and support them. But heartbreaking, actually, the um, the impact, um, you know, the cost of living crisis is having on people in this city. Thank you. Ian. Thank you. So, so if I can come back to Yinka, you, you've you've been elected. You, you, you're, you're there now. So what, what are the first things you're going to be working on um, as we move forward from here. Oh. A huge issue with social behaviour, and this needs to be addressed. So we have seen some money invested into the world to address this. However, it is small sticking plaster over a huge wound. Unless we address the issue holistically by that, and by that I mean investing in mental health and youth services. Inadequate numbers of police officers on the beat 
at the level proud to austerity and courts and tackle poverty and inequality, which is a contributing factor of antisocial behavior. We will not solve the problem. Ultimately, we need increased funding for local authorities and a labor, a labor government. It is vital that we further develop our strong links with the community and continue to work with minority and disadvantaged group in the world. So we will continue to work on the high levels of casework we receive and further develop the campaigns to work on the high level of with, for example, the Jumpan Center, Medical Center, the lack of NHS, dentists, and safe, clean, and habitant homes for all residents. And that is one of the main, main things. I would like to develop stronger link with the minority and disadvantaged communities. Thanks. Uh, Thank you. Um, and if I can, if I can quickly ask, um, if I can quickly ask uh, Amanda, just um, just one last last question, if I may, because we're um, running slightly over. Um, so, obviously, as we said before, with an increasing majority, um, especially in Portsmouth South in the last general election, and Labour now nine seats on the council. So what's the what's the next step for? Um, I, I imagine you're not going to give us the prescriptive of your campaign for next year. We understand that that's not going to happen. Um, but what's next for Labour politics in the city? Well, I think there's a couple of things. We will actually continue to show people that we're back in business. We will continue to grow um, our activists and our candidates and to make sure that we are working in the communities up and down. But one of the things that's actually very poignant and and noticeable on this call is we are the only two women in this and there's a big move in Westminster where we've got the lots of sexual harassment allegations going on and ports of Labour Party take it really seriously that we need to involve women in local politics. The city is made up of of you know 50% men and women so we need to make sure that women's voices are heard in the council and that when they're making those decisions it's about um it's about everybody it's about both men and women in our city because actually many many women are put off of going into politics because of that and we're really proud since I've been the chair of the party we have managed for the two previous local elections to field at least 50% women as the candidates this year we were short on one so we were just under the 50% mark but actually did really well in re-electing Judith and electing Yinka um, as a first time person you know first time woman into council but actually we really really want to continue doing that and I think that it's actually incumbent on other parties to do that when you look across the pictures of that when they've got the group pictures of who they're putting up for election they don't have diversity and they don't have enough women and Portsmouth will Labour Party will continue to strive in doing that and making sure that women's voices are heard on the council. Fantastic. Thank you. And there's someone in the chat. Can I respond to that? Kim has said best person for the job. Absolutely best person for the job. But what I would say is there are so many barriers put in the way to women being involved in politics that we have to break those down. Because otherwise, if we don't have women standing, we're never going to get women elected. So I agree with you, the best person for the job. But we have to let women have a chance to show that they can be politicians and that they can have a chance when they're standing to not face sexual harassment, to not face the attacks that, that women get more than, than men do in politics. Well, I think that's a really valid point there, Amanda. Do you, do you, do you think part of, of what discourages women is that, that uh, you know, those attacks on social media where they're targeted specifically because they're women? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, it's when you decide to, to run in any kind of public office, it's it's a very it's a very tough thing to do. And, and you're putting your head above. And and I think absolutely we need to make sure that we are protecting those people. I'm proud that Ports of Labour Party do protect our, our women members, our women candidates, so that they do have the courage to stand. And then, yes, if they're the best person for the job, which as a woman, I actually think that they mostly will be because they're in their communities, they're working, they're listening, then absolutely that's it. But yeah, no, it's it's it does put people off. And if it echoes a lot of talks been said about this election, about it being, oh, well, it's not about the national picture, it's local. But actually, if you get the national picture of how women MPs are treated in Parliament and in the houses and the corridors of Westminster, that will put people off running. Thank you, Amanda. We're just going to have to draw that to a close in the interest of time. So, Yinka, congratulations. And um, uh, and Amanda, as the chair of the uh, party, I'm sure you're a, you're a very happy person. Thank you both Thank very much. Thank you. Thank you.
And thank you for the opportunity to come on the show with you tonight. We do, I do appreciate it. Thank you very much for fitting us in on your Sunday. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Right. Okay. So, where next, Ian? Uh, from memory, it's time to draw in the blue team, um, my chums. Um, so, uh, yeah, we've got Ben Swan, uh, Councillor Ben Swan for Copner, um, and group leader and re-elected Drayton and Farlington candidate Simon Bosher. Welcome, gentlemen. Good evening. Good evening. And uh, to, to, to ensure that Simon doesn't become gloaty, I, I guess probably I'll, I'll open with saying, you know, it, it, it was not our finest night on Thursday. Um, you know, we lost two really good councillors in, in Hannah and, and the Mayor Frank Jonas. And, you know, in a, in a couple of wards, you can, you can look at it and say that our vote was split that potentially cost us another two seats. So uh, a, a tough day at the office. Um, I think would be a fair summary. Uh, yes, I, I would agree with you on that one, Ian. It, it was always going to be uh, pretty tough for the Conservatives. We're, we're mid-term as there's the governing party um, in Westminster. That was always going to be a tough thing. There were other things such as the, the cost of living. Uh, I won't pretend otherwise. Partygate did feature a little bit and uh, clouded the issues to a certain degree. Um and we've seen a rise of independence, um, which to my mind was an element of none of the above. Um, but just going back to some of the comments that Amanda made about women in, in politics, uh, I mean, I, I do agree in part because obviously uh, we, we up until recently, we had Donna Jones as, as uh, our Conservative group leader, uh, first woman to lead Portsmouth City Council. And I have to say, some of the abuse that she actually received um, over the course of her period uh, on the city council was actually pretty vile, uh, all said and done. Um, uh, and actually, you, you can trace that through back through the, the Pompey Politics Facebook page to see some of the abuse that she actually received. And I, and I have to say, uh, from a point of view with, with Hannah, um, I mean, obviously, she, she's, she's a lady candidate that we had in... Um, in Cossum and a very active uh, campaigner for us, uh, eight months pregnant. And I noticed that Kimberly Barrett has made the comment about when she ran for election, one person told her to leave politics to the men and get back into the kitchen. Well, poor Hannah being eight months pregnant was getting the, you're, you're about to have a baby. How are you gonna have the time to actually represent us was uh, some of the comments that were coming back, which equally is is completely unfair uh, absolutely simon so if we can just draw draw ben in um you know obviously delighted to win copner how is this year's campaign different to other years ben um i mean i think there we were definitely suffering from the midterm uh effect uh, i think that was something we always anticipated um I think obviously the dynamic changed with uh, with having an independent candidate, and uh, and I think there were a lot of people that that took the advantage to use the independent candidate as a protest vote. Um, but uh, you know, it was a campaign we fought hard for, and uh, and ultimately the uh, the people of Copner kept their faith in me. You must be delighted against the backdrop of the evening, then to have got across the line. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I feel uh, I worked for every one of the 140 vote majority that I got. Um, a lot of work goes into representing the people of Anchorage Park from north to uh, and Copna, north to south. Um, and uh, and yeah, it paid off. Simon. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. So, I mean, you you mentioned um, Ben. You, you mentioned the um, the majority there. I mean, that came from um, from five hundred thirty one in hundred. Um, sorry, in um, two thousand eighteen, down to one hundred and forty. Um, tough night. Uh, but Simon, in, um, in in sharp kind of contrast to um, to uh, Penny Morden's sixty one percent vote share at the last general and the sixteen thousand vote majority um, in Portsmouth North. But on the council, we've got the Lib Dems now on 17, the Conservatives on 13, Labour on 9, uh, Portsmouth Independence Party on 3. 
a majority for the Conservatives, not like, you know, is you know, is is um, majority um, needing meaning twenty two seats is nine a nine gains away for you. It seems unlikely that Labour would be voting to support a Conservative administration after being so badly burned for doing it in two thousand fourteen. So it's a long old slog, isn't it? You've got a you know, what's the what's the future for Conservative politics at the local? Um, at the local level, in the on the on the council, um, do you think in Portsmouth? Well, La- uh, La- Labour have made it uh, quite clear right from day one that they would never support the um, the Conservatives. Um, they they voted for Gerald Vernon Jackson as their leader last year. Uh, they put forward a joint budget with the Liberal Democrats this year. So we, we already have what is essentially a Lib Dem Labour coalition in everything but name anyway. Um, but I think the status of essentially no overall control is probably going to continue for a little while yet. But certainly, I mean, we have a talented team in, in the Conservative group. We're going to be making sure that um, the Lib Dem and, uh, and Labour administration deliver on what they're what they're promising and actually we're going to hold them to account on some of the bits that they haven't addressed i mean just looking at it we've got the local plan is a significant issue um i think uh, uh they, there's been no real decision out of the liberal democrats on what they're doing about the the tip of the super peninsula you even had uh councillor jason Fazakli inferring that that they were they were going to push on with it and they've not ruled it out uh, and just in the run-up to the election, um, we've had all sorts of problems with the planning department, uh, which continue to to lurch from from one problem to another. So there are three significant issues that are affecting people uh, on the ground and creating frustration, particularly around planning. We're all getting those sorts of issues coming into our inboxes. But we're going to make sure that the Liberal Democrats actually deliver on it. Um, they haven't really addressed some of the green issues that have come forward. They're not really addressing uh, the traffic and transportation issues that we've got. So there are a number of significant things affecting people's day-to-day lives in Portsmouth. Uh, and we're going to be making sure that both Liberal Democrats and Labour uh, keep to the promises that they've actually made and actually sort them out. So lots of, lots of, holding, to, lots of holding to account, but the mention of the dreaded C word for, um, for Liberal Democrats, the coalition word. Well, we, we've seen it time and time again over the last 18 months, Simon, where, as I said, I, I, you know, I won't labour the point, but we, we had a, uh, a budget that went through in the names of uh, councillors Heaney and Hugh Mason. They, they are not of the same party. We all know that one is Labour and one is a Liberal Democrat. So we actually have a joint Labour uh, Lib Dem budget. But that ne- doesn't necessarily get played out with the nuances down on the street, but that is exactly where we are. Uh, and we, we've seen it time and time again. I see. So um, so one to watch basically is to how that relationship evolves and um, and what they manage to achieve and what you manage to hold them to account on what they do or don't. We, 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 we won't just oppose for the sake of opposing. Um, we, there are cross-party working groups that are considering things like the local plan. Uh, I'm attending every single one of them, as is Councillor Gerald Vernon-Jackson. Unfortunately, Councillor Fielding has never turned up to one, to the best of my knowledge. Um, so I, I really don't know what games are actually being played. We, we will continue to put forward what we consider to be um, viable um, alternatives. Uh, if there are situations where we think um, they need uh, they need um, correcting on something like the the super peninsula. Uh, we are dead set against that. The Liberal Democrats haven't ruled that out, and it will be interesting to see how they progress. Certainly in Cossum and what the new council there does uh, in certain circumstances, because you know there there, there are proposals to, as Councillor Vernon Jackson said, you know put two thousand extra properties into the centre of Cossum. We're dead set against that, but it'll be interesting to see how how the Labour group actually react to that. Okay, watch this space again. So, just just quickly coming back, um, you know, politics can be a brutal business. Ben, you lost two of your um, two of your colleagues. I I guess key key question is, um, you know, 
what made the difference in your ward and I guess what comes next for you? Um, I think in Cotner Anchorage Park, um, I'm well known to residents. Um, I have a very good um, open policy with residents. They can contact me um, um, using many different forms of media. Um, and that's always been the case, really. So I think that ongoing dialogue with residents um, really made the difference. Um, I think from here, we, you know, there's, uh, there's some long, hard thinking uh, to do. Uh, clearly, we were sent a message and the onus is on us to, to take that message away and say, yes, you know, we hear you. We're still here working hard for you. And uh, and yes, it, you know, it's taken on board. Brilliant. Well, congratulations to you both. And, uh, and, and thanks for coming on after what was undoubtedly uh, a, a tricky week. Thank you both. Thank you both for coming on. Thank you. Um, so our last guest. Um, it's, the, so... it's the comeback kid. Um, so indeed, so um, yeah, so our, um, so we are joined by our last guest, uh, Steve Pitt. Um, so yeah, so after that uh, that shock result in Central South Sea last year, it, um, we see uh, Steve back on the back on the council with um, with only marginally less uh, votes than Ben Dow- Ben Dowling secured in the ward in two thousand eighteen. Um, the result in Milton, uh, as we discussed in Hills, he couldn't really have been um, that much tighter. So going to a recount. Um, with um, with it and Hilsey basically both being the the last two uh, to be called. So uh, welcome, Steve. Hello, nice to see you. Yeah, it's been a, we've we've missed you over the last year, Steve. It's uh, um, you know it's it's good to see you back. I, I think you noticed I, I I gave you a little bit of a shout out on the local Lib Democrats page. I did, I did. Thank no you, worries, Ian. Sir. So take us take us through that evening then. Um, how confident were you going into the vote? You know, Milton has, has been seen as a, a little bit of a Lib Dem stronghold, but, uh, you know, Paula Ann Savage with her work with Stop Aquin has, has looked like a, a pretty formidable opponent. Yeah, I mean, Paula's very visible in the community and it was her third time running as well. So, you know, everybody knows who she is. Um, and as you say, Stop Aquin was a massive campaign, very successful campaign that they ran incredibly effectively. Um, so the fact that it was knife edge was no surprise to me whatsoever. It's what I expected. Um, the recount itself was a bit bizarre. Uh, when verification had finished, um, it was bearing in mind what I'd been through last year and then, you know, working hard all this year and, you know, difficult times, uh, to get through and anybody who loses, I do feel sorry for them. Um, you know, with whatever party it is, cause you do pour your heart and soul mm. into this. Uh, and it's it's not an easy thing to invest in. And, you know, some of the issues that come out, out tonight about some of the issues that women face in particular and, you know, awful things like I mean, who on earth would say that to, to Hannah about the fact that she's going to have a baby and therefore she can't do a job. Try telling that to my mum. She popped me out and was back at work 24 <laughs> hours later because she was self-employed. Yeah. Nonsense. Um, but so there was lots of, you know, lots of things going on around um, that made it a tense evening. Um, I When the verification was over, um, I I just needed to get out and get some headspace, and I, I phoned home, and uh, Di wasn't feeling very well, so I thought, I oh, know, instead of going in there and just pacing up and down for an hour uh, while they do this bit, I'm just I'm just going to disappear off, uh, stay in touch by phone, and then come back for the result. Um, and um, had to wait quite a while for that because um, um, it went to a recount. So uh, it did give me the headspace though to think about you know what I'd say um, if I won and how I'd deal with it if I didn't. Um, and, um, you know, I was, I must admit, you know, I was told that it looked like we were down by 40, so I was fully prepared to lose, you know, yeah. you get your head into that space. Um, and then it turned around the other way again, which doesn't happen very often with recounts, I have to say. So it was all a bit of a weird emotional, you know, uh, tussle for me on the night, as I'm sure it was for, uh, for Paula and, uh, as well. And indeed for, for poor old Frank in Hilsey and, uh, you know, I am so sad to see leave the council because last year when I lost, he was one of the first people to pick up the phone to me and ask me if I was okay and stayed in touch with me during the last year. He's a, a solid uh, all-round guy and uh, will be greatly missed um, as the sort of father of the house type figure in uh, being a steadying influence in Portsmouth City Council. So, yes, I'm just glad it's it's over. Yes. So, if we can try not to make you relive it too much, then what was what was it? Do you think that was about? this campaign that that captured voters imagination and um why was it such a ferociously close race do you think 
Well, I, I think, as I said, you know, Portugal had a very high profile in the ward. I knew that going into, you know, the, the campaign. Um, we got out and talked to an awful lot of people. Um, we were not talking about the same things. And, you know, I, 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 the Lib Dem team's got a very strong record of talking to people and understand what the local things are that they particularly care about. Um, and we went on those issues, uh, as we always do. Um, but, I, you know, as you said, I was within a couple of votes of Ben's vote in 2018, uh, which I think was roughly joint highest in outside of general election year in about a decade. So we knew our vote was rock solid. But as I found out last year, you don't know what somebody else's vote is going to do. And I had a very strong suspicion from the very beginning that uh, Labour would I mean, let's be brutally honest. Labour Party do not want me on Portsmouth City Council. They made that abundantly clear last year. They made it abundantly clear again this year. There's no secret about it. Um, and so I knew that they were going to work very hard to make sure that I didn't win. So it was up to us and our team uh, to get out there and make sure that we did. And Kimberly and Ben, um, were in particular, um, you know, were out there with me week after week after week. Gerald, as much as he possibly could be, being leader of the council. Um, and we worked closely with Susie and Sarah uh, on the Central South Sea team as well. So we worked hard together, um, but we knew it was going to be tight and it was no surprise that it was. Indeed. So I guess ultimately, if we look at uh, Thursday night, got to say it's probably a good night for the Lib Dems. You know, you've got, you, you've got the other comeback kid, Matt Winnington, across the line in E&C. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you you you. you You've taken back Baffins from um, Jeanette as an independent, you know, six candidates there, force, you know, fiercely fought, but you seem to come through pretty comfortably in the end. So, you know, now clearly the largest party on 17 seats. Um, yeah. But it's that, that the magic 22, where, where do you see those five coming from? Um, or even do you need them because of, you know, Labour do this, this thing where they, they shout well in advance that they'll vote you back in almost come what may? Three-way party politics in, in this city is always going to be mm. complicated because you've got, you know, you've got historically, you've got a conservative group that only a couple of years ago was up there on 18 or 19 councillors and that's, you know, turned around quite significantly. I think their low point over the last 15, 20 years is about 12. So they're, they're down around that figure. Um, we have to remember that Labour's come from a very, very low base. They were down to two councillors a couple of years ago, um, only one in the south and one in uh, one in the north. And I think at one point, both in the south, um, after John Ferret went independent. So um, parties, you know, all this goes through cycles. It always does. We're, we're in a situation at the moment with a Conservative government that I don't think anybody will pretend is doing an amazing job of selling itself, right, mm. regardless of what criticism you might have. Um, the way they're putting themselves over is pretty much disastrous. Um, we had our difficulties after, you know, the period in coalition in 2015, and we've come back from that um, and we're running the council again. Uh, Labour, obviously, now they have an MP in Portsmouth South. That gives them a lot of profile. But if you look at the results the other night, they were holding seats from a high point in 2018 um, in Charles Dickens ward in particular. Um, as we know, uh, Claire went independent at the last minute, having run on the Labour ticket. Um, I'm actually really sorry to leave loser from the council. I thought she brought an energy and an honesty and an openness and a directness that sometimes in that stuffy chamber for, uh, certainly lightened the mood uh, and sometimes held us all to account when she was cross about something. And she was really straightforward about that. And I think it's a great shame she's not there. I was honoured that she came out and knocked doors with me the last couple of days. And uh, she's been a, a, you know, a good mate and a great supporter. And uh, I'll miss her being around and certainly want to keep in touch with her. But, you know, those things show that you know, not everything is necessarily mm. what it seems. Um, Labour need to make more inroads into the north. Uh, and now they're fighting uh, Portsmouth Independence to do that up there as well. But if the independence moves more strongly into the south, that could mix things up again. Who knows which way the mm. votes break? Um, so I think it really is still a, a you know, a three way tussle. Uh, I do have to take exception with Simon Bosch's nonsense remarks that it's a coalition by anything but name, because it absolutely definitely is not as well he, well he knows. He loves like to make mischief about these things. Um, you have to pass a legal budget. You have to work with somebody. And clearly, we're not going to work with the, with the Conservative group when they, they've got no interest in working with us. So um, you have to talk to the people that are prepared to talk to you. 99. Ryan Brent always just come out this mad thing every year in budget meetings that... 99.999% or whatever it was of their budget had been agreed with. 
Um, and actually, if you look at it this year, it was exactly the same. That Labour had a handful of things that they really wanted to get through, and you know that concession was made in order for a budget amendment to go in. But that's how council election politics work all over the country, all the time. Um, you know, in some places you've got uh, Greens working with with Labour, and sometimes you've got Greens and Lib Dems working together. Sometimes it's Labour Lib Dems. Sometimes the Conservatives also work with other parties. Um, we've seen. You know, I seem to remember there was a, a situation a while back where there was a rainbow coalition somewhere where the UKIP, Lib Dems, Greens, Labour and somebody else were all in coalition together. So, you know, late, local politics is a different mm. thing to national politics. So, um, and that's important to remember. But the idea that this is a sort of a coalition by any other name is disrespectful to the people in Portsmouth who vote for, for different things for different parties. And they do expect us to work together at the key time of the year around the budget and make sure we deliver something that's actually achievable. And I kind of get that. Steve, I think the, the I think the the real challenge, I guess, is there, you know, is, is there an incentive for the, for the Lib Dems, uh, going to use provocative language, to work a bit harder, particularly in the north, to get to twenty two, when, you know, the the uh, ultimately no overall control at the moment will always return a Lib Dem administration because Labour simply will not support the Conservatives. You seem surprised by yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, we will. It's too early to, to say. Yeah, it's too early to say exactly what uh, what the strategy will be going forward. But um, you know, let's not forget that Baffins and Nelson are both in Portsmouth North, and we have all three councillors in both of those um, wards. So it's not like the Lib Dems don't have a presence in Portsmouth North. Everybody focuses around the mm. South thing. I think because that's where Labour is strong, as Stephen Morgan is the MP. But we are. You know, actually now, arguably the most representative party in the city as a whole, because we have six councillors in the north and 11 councillors in the, in the south. So, um, you know, I, I don't think it's a case of breaking into the north, but it might be a case of spreading out slightly more widely and seeing whether we can make the same inroads elsewhere. Because, you know, Nelson and uh, Baffins don't necessarily not look like other mm. areas in the north of the city. They, they do. Um, you know, there's always there was some people who, uh, who said to me, um, early on uh, on the streets when they knew that uh, we'd selected Kadir for Baffin's ward, uh, that there was no way we'd get a Bain candidate elected in Baffin's, which I thought was completely ridiculous, didn't understand the premise of it. People make assumptions that because Baffin's elected a UKIP councillor a few years ago, that that must mean that they didn't like people from Bain backgrounds. And clearly that wasn't the case. And he got back with a fantastic reception on the doorsteps. I mean, Ed's Red Davy came down and knocked doors with us. And it's one of the most positive days campaigning I've ever done with Paul's of Lib Dems and his name recognition and uh, you know face uh, facial recognition in the area, everybody knows him. He walks down Tangier Road and all the shopkeepers wave and say hello. So um, you know, let, let's not start. Let, let's not characterise communities mm. in this city as if they have to be put into a box. Um, Charles Dickens is a really disparate community. Portsea is very different to Lamport and Buckland, um, and um, it's it is about the pavement politics, getting out in there, in there with those communities, understanding them. Um, and recognising that, you know, Portsmouth is a diverse place now. Um, it's changed very much since the days of Ralph Bonner Pink, just being the worst MP in the House of Commons, having the worst record of ever saying anything for the Conservatives until his tragic death in 1984, when um, we then had the by-election with the SDP winning when, with Hancock first time round. And that shook politics up in Portsmouth, and they've stayed fairly shaken up ever since. Um, and as much as you talk about big majorities for... Um, both Penny and Stephen. Stephen's majority is not actually that big. And if Labour do get back into government, then that will put pressure on them. You know, do you follow the party line all the time and governments become unpopular as they inevitably do? Um, lots of things change. The, the famous phrase, a week's a long time in politics, is famous for a reason. Brilliant. Thanks, well, Steve. Kind of nearly kind of touched on, if not probably even blown my next question. I think <laughs> which which yes, uh, no no that's no, all right don't worry um we, which was you know which is that that key interesting thing we meant we mentioned it earlier on we we've got um you know we've got a we've got a, a Labour MP in Portsmouth South we've got a Conservative MP in Portsmouth North both with uh, both with strong um strong majorities that they both increased at the last general election um but yet conversely we seem to now be in a situation where for the foreseeable future we it looks increasingly likely that we're going to have whatever happens a minority uh, lib dem administration at, at the very least and what what does that kind of say about uh, about portsmouth politics and about how how people choose to vote 
Well, it, it says that it's a diverse place and that's a healthy thing. You know, um, I would say that, wouldn't I, as somebody from, from the centre party that gets squeezed uh, when we get to general elections. But it's no secret that I think our voting system is a complete joke. Always have done, always will do. Joined the Electoral Reform Society in 1986 because I felt so. Uh, and that opinion has never changed. It's not representative of how, uh, how people are. Uh, in reality, most people are not as partisan as, as the two big parties would like to make out that they are. Um, you've got two broad churches there in Labour and the Tories. You tell me that um, there's people on the right wing of the Conservative Party who've got much in common with people like Ken Clark on the other side of the Conservative Party. And ditto Jeremy Corbyn and Keir Starmer blatantly have nothing in common whatsoever. And yet they're both um, purport to be uh, to be Labour. So we have those great amalgams there that exist um, and they're artificial. So, um, and they th therefore, you know, the, when the people can see that there is an alternative that is viable to vote for and potentially has the ability to run things, they will vote for it. Um, and they will not necessarily vote for it um, in huge numbers so that we end up with 30, 40 seats on the council and dominate everything. That wouldn't be healthy either. Um, having a three-way battle and having to work with other people uh, keeps people honest and means that you've got to work really hard for those votes to represent the people of this city properly okay. and long may that continue i think that's a that's a perfect that's a perfect place to close that steve so uh no brilliant congratulations welcome back and um and uh i'm sure you'll be back having lots of fun in the chamber as soon as you get that chance welcome back thanks very much thanks, thanks for very much up. both of you nice to see you both so um so just as our quick roundup then, um, so that was our last case. Mm. So our predictions pre from last week. Yeah, I, d I don't want to talk about it. Um, yeah, no, to be honest, look, we both got Hillsy wrong. We did, we that, both got that's that fair enough. atrociously wrong. Yeah, that, that, that's hideously wrong. I mean, uh, Kosham, you got that one over me. You know, Asgashar really returned a very strong majority mm. there. Um you know, uh, interestingly, Kosham and uh, an area where Pip really didn't make that much of an impact. Um, yeah, and then I guess you look at Baffins. Um, that that again, very strong performance from Pip, second party. Um, you know, if you look, there, there's an element there of, um, you know, if you look at the significant drop in the Conservative vote. Um, so you got that one right over me. I think I got one right that you didn't, which is I called Tom Coles for Fratton. That is correct. Yeah, I got Fratton wrong, and you got it right. Um, um, so yeah, I got. Uh, sorry, you got you got nine right out of the fourteen. Yeah, and I got twelve right. Yeah, no. It's it, to be fair, it's it wasn't even close, was it? Really? I mean, usually we there's one seat between us, but um, Steve's seen you right there by sneaking across the line and. Uh, and uh, and the pipsters, I think, have helped you out with the uh, with with the uh, other two down south. But no, congratulations, uh, a win for yourself. I mean, we've got to reflect on the fact, and uh, I know Simon touched on it. it might, I've made my views about Boris Johnson very clear on this podcast in the past, and I think he's, he's you know, the the you know, whilst it's never always about the national issue, you've got to look at it. And I've done the analysis. You know, the Conservatives lost vote share in every one of the 14 wards. Um, you know, the median point being about seven, eight percent down on average. And, you know, when you when you look at that, that that is, you know, that has cost that's cost folk seats. And, um, you know, so so there's an element of, you know, uh, from a Portsmouth perspective, I'm really disappointed from a national perspective. I'm disappointed that it wasn't a bit worse, if I'm honest, because he's got to go. Well, does this mean that if it wasn't as catastrophic as, as some people were either predicting or spinning it, depending on how way, whether you look at whether they were lowering expectations um, deliberately? Um, yep. But, but because of that, it means that um, you're, um, you, you know, you still have him in place, uh, supposedly, for the, uh, for the next election. I guess at the end of the day, whether... Um, the end of the, the voters' relationship with their uh, with their candidates, um, whether they're MPs, whether they're uh, whether they're councillors, um, it's like any other relationship. Sometimes the relationship ends, and sometimes it's about you. Sometimes it's about them, and sometimes it's just because you've both moved on. Yeah, and uh, sadly, he's not moved on yet. No. 
but fingers crossed. So you've been listening to the Pompey Politics Podcast. I've been Ian Tiny Morris. And I've been Simon Sansbury. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Pompey Politics Podcast. If you want to make sure you get notifications about upcoming shows and get to know when we're live, we normally broadcast live 6.27pm on a Sunday evening, then follow us on Facebook at Pompey Politics Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at Pompey Politics One. Please, if you'd like to, feel free to leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts and you can even ask Alexa to play the podcast for you. Alexa. Play the latest episode of the Pompey Politics Podcast. Getting Pompey Politics Podcast from Amazon Music. Alexa, the latest episode. Stop. See? It's easy.